What is up? What is up? What is going on, people? Today, man, it is Monday, the worst day of the week for most people. But I'm gonna make it a good day because this is the Couch Potato Podcast. We on episode nine, and man, it is so much stuff to talk about today. It's your boy Daydrin, straight out of Houston, not out of Compton, straight out of Houston, born and raised. Left for eight years, came back. I'm here for good now. Man, there's so much stuff to unpack from this past week. Obviously, the NFL, college football. But, man, this free agency and trades through the NBA. Oh, man. I'm sitting there like, wow, this is a lot. A whole lot. And... It's only, what, day four now? It's about to get crazy. So, other than that, you know, also we're going to talk about, man, why there's so much hate toward LeBron? Like, I've never seen so much hate toward one man. And a lot of it's coming from the Jordan lovers. Um, also, um, got to give a shout-out to LeVar Ball. I know he's been criticized for being outspoken about his boys being great, but, you know, in that what you want from most fathers. And on top of that, he's the active father in that life. But I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that. Man, hold up. I got too much water in my cup. All right. So, first topic. Um, what has this pandemic taught you? And what are you appreciative of? Something to really ponder. Um... One of the things this pandemic has taught me is to buy more lotion. Everybody's been buying up hand soap, hand sanitizer, but ain't nobody buying no lotion. So you just washing your hands and you clean or whatever, but your hands look ashy as the ground outside. Looking like Ashy Larry and Ashy Lorraine. Lorraine is for the women, in case y'all didn't know. I mean, just... Looking like somebody poured a, a whole thing of baby powder on you. Your hands need love too. Go ahead, put some lotion on them. Now, what I am appreciative of is, man, this time I get to spend with my family. It it is an exciting time. Um, but before the pandemic happened, I wasn't working, so I had time to be at home with the children and although I was in school, but you know, I'm just appreciative of the time that I have with my family. Um, obviously we can't see everybody like we want to, especially during this Thanksgiving week. And let me be the first to say happy Thanksgiving to everybody. If I don't get a chance to see you happy Thanksgiving. When you hear this podcast, other things I'm appreciative of is, is the, you know, 
being able to reach others. Like this podcast, I don't know who it's helping. I don't know who it's giving like a break from from the stress they deal with in the world. But I'm I'm hoping I'm just gonna do the best that I can, you know, by using my voice. So again, this pandemic taught me, man, buy lotion. I, I stopped buying it. Well, I buy I still buy cocoa butter, the Palmer's cocoa butter for for my car when I'm out and about or if I'm at work. But I use my wife's lotion. Um, it's the Nivea, so. I want you to think I'm using like some girly lotion like that smell good stuff. I know I, she uses Nivea and I use Nivea for, you know, for my hands and even my feet. We ain't going to talk about my feet. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so I hope everybody's appreciative of the people that have around them in their corner, in their circle or whatever you want to call it. And hopefully this pandemic has taught you that, hey, buy some lotion. All the hand soap and hand sand means nothing if you can't put no lotion on them ashy hands. Woo! All right. So, week 11 of the NFL. Week 11. Season almost over with. And there's one team that's still undefeated and another team that still hasn't won a game. Talk about the Thursday night recap of the Cardinals and the Seahawks. Seahawks won 28-21. Russell Wilson got his revenge, so to speak, against the Cardinals. Uh, defenses showed up in this game than they did the first game. Not to say that the defenses were great, but it panned out the way that it was supposed to. Russell Wilson was being Russell Wilson. I think he, he threw a couple more picks, but it's like now it's really a toss-up of who's the MVP. Shoot, after this past, after yesterday's games, you can easily say Taysom Hill the way he played. So, also, man, the Cowboys won a game with Andy Dalton. I'm glad they opened up the playbook for him. And how about that catch from C.D. Lamb? That was almost Odell Beckham-esque with the catch he made. I mean, his body was contorted. I don't know if that's a real word word or not. Somebody will tell me about it. Probably my wife when she listens to it. She'll be like, babe, contorted is not a real word. But I think I know what you meant. Anyway, his body was in a way where it was twisted and turned in a way where it was surprising that he came down with the catch. But the Cowboys won 31-28 against the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota. That game was back and forth. That was actually one of the interesting games uh, from yesterday. And even the Texans won. So you Texans fans out there, you can't talk much trash to the Cowboys fans because y'all have the same record. Cowboys won. Texans won. Texans won 20-27 against the Patriots. I didn't get a chance to watch that game. But Deshaun Watson played good. He's actually been playing good all year. It's just the rest of the team, or shall I say the defense, has let them down. Like, the defense is probably the worst defense in the league. The worst. One of the worst defenses in the league. But they was able to do enough to stop Cam Newton and the Patriots. And the Saints 
beat the Falcons 24-9 without Drew Brees. And I was surprised that they started Taysom Hill over Jameis Winston. I thought Jameis Winston was going to start because in the past they only, you know, you had a package for Taysom Hill when Teddy Bridgewater was there. But I guess Teddy Bridgewater, well, Teddy Bridgewater is, is a better quarterback than Jameis Winston. So, nonetheless, Taysom Hill had a great game. Like I said, you probably say, shoot, he's MVP the way he played because they didn't even miss a beat. He knew to get the ball to Michael Thomas. He knew to get the ball to Jared Cook. He knew to get the ball to Alvin Kamara. He did what he was supposed to do. So, And next, the Steelers and the Jaguars. We all knew who was going to win this. I only put it only I'm only talking about it because they're undefeated. Not trying to jinx them or anything, but every time the Steelers win, I keep thinking to myself, man, I should have rolled with the Steelers and you see what would happen. But I chose the Cowboys, so just some things you got to live with. Anyway, Steelers won 27-3 against the Jaguars. Big Ben threw for a couple of touchdowns. I'm glad he threw the ball to Ebron and got me some fantasy points. I was excited about that. And what is up with Baltimore? Like, what is going on in Baltimore? I'll tell you what's going on. Teams have figured out Lamar Jackson and what they're doing. He's running that read option and throwing the ball to the tight end. That's it. So teams are like, all right, this is what we're going to sit on. If you throw to a wide receiver, just don't let us just don't let Hollywood Brown beat us deep. That's it. You got some weapons over there. And shout out to Dez Bryant. It's been three years since you played in the NFL, played in an actual game. You had a couple of catches. That's what's up. I, I hope you continue to look good out there because and to to quiet the, the doubters about if you can still play. Because I believe you can still play. It's just, and I, I never seem to understand how wide receivers get so much slack for speaking out and then treated them, oh, they've been a prima donna. Well, ain't that what the quarterbacks do? So, because I know Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees, they some prima donnas. Just call it what it is. So, they can say what they want, but receivers say something as far as them not getting the ball or things like that. Oh, we want to say, oh, they are a problem in the locker room. Why? Because they want the ball or why? Because they see something that's going on, they think it's jacked up. Probably arguably the second best receiver of all time was ridiculed for speaking out, for him, for him being himself. Terrell Lawrence has always been Terrell Owens from him growing up to even like now. I know there's a time and place for everything, but how is it that someone tears that ACL, but stay behind to, to hopefully play in the Super Bowl, play in the Super Bowl, goes off, and you mad because he talked about 
Donovan McNabb being scared to play. He's being scared. He's being scared. But we don't we don't want our receivers doing that. Anyway, man, teams have have the Ravens figured out. They might not even make the playoffs. You know, they may have some team like, oh, well, Tennessee and the Colts will probably get in from the AFC South. Um, but, yeah, Titans came back and won 30-24 in overtime. And let me just say this. Derrick Henry shouldn't be allowed to play in the NFL. Like, if there was another league for, like, all elite players, like with Pat Mahomes and DeAndre Hopkins and Derrick Henry, that's a league they need to play in. Because Derrick Henry is playing, playing against boys. Like, they bounce off of him like a pinball. And he has really good speed. Like, he just run over people, like, and he gets to the side. He scores a touchdown, gets to the sideline, like, ain't nothing happened. Like, bro, you, you big for no reason. He's like 6'3", 250. I'm not standing in front of that. I don't think anybody should stand in front of that. And poor Josh Norman. Like, he should just retire from the NFL. Like, that stiff arm gets played every week on ESPN. And well within their right, just like getting dunked on in basketball or a walk-off home run, you know, that, that's never going to change. <laughs> anyway, the Packers beat the, the Packers lost to the Colts 34-31 in overtime. Did not see that coming. Packers had a 14-point a lead or a double-digit lead or whatever, and this is the fourth time in 100 games that Aaron Rodgers has lost when leading by double digits in a football game. That says a lot. And the game of the week, Chiefs and the Raiders. Chiefs won 35-31. Pat Mahomes was looking good. And I think that them losing to the Raiders a couple of weeks ago in Kansas City Gave them a real eye-opener. Um, the defense for the Chiefs, I don't know why they struggle against the Raiders, but it's like it's like one of those in um, inter-division rivals that, you know, the games are different. Because it's the same with when Seattle plays Arizona. Don't know what it is about Seattle seems to struggle with Arizona. But that's why you play the games. So, let's talk about this Monday night game. You got the Rams, got the Buccaneers. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people expect. I think I look at it like this. If the Rams can put up 30 points, they have a chance to win. But if they don't get at least 28 points, they might be in trouble. Because the Buccaneers can score and their defense is solid. The, the reason why I say is the, if the game is close, the Rams have a chance because you got two of the best players at their position in Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Now, Tom Brady has to understand that Jalen Ramsey is going to shut down one of your receivers. So that's something you're going to have to look past 
or as I say, get over. So wh whoever Jalen Ramsey is is not covering, you need to throw the ball to whoever else, because it's gonna be a long night if you think that Jalen Ramsey and he's probably gonna be on Mike Evans, but then he may get switched over to to Godwin or A B, or he might even defend Grunk. Who knows? It's it's. It's going to be a long night if Brady thinks he's going to beat Ramsey one-on-one. -on -one. It's going to be a long night. Actually, you know, the previous receivers that they that that he's went against. Ask DK Metcalf. You know, shoot, ask D-Hop. It's kind of hard to shut down D-Hop. Jalen Ramsey does, does it. So... I'm going to pick the Buccaneers. I'm going to say final score probably 35-31. 35-31. And actually that game may come down to who, who even has the ball last. Just got to wait and see. So, before I switch topics and the, the next topic that I'm going to talk about is going to be a little touchy for some people, but it needs to be said and it needs to be addressed. Um, but before I get into that, who wants to win the NFC East? Like all three teams have a total of twelve games won, and it's week eleven. Each game, each team has won three games apiece. The only difference is is that the Eagles had a bye. I mean, I mean they um they had a tie, and they could probably win it then they could probably win it because of the tie. They could probably win the division because of the tie. But Cowboys have the easiest schedule, according to the records. Um, but who knows who's going who's gonna to win it? I know there's a lot of been talk from the ESPN panel that have been saying that a team with a losing record should not get home field advantage. It should go to the team with the better record. Um, if you... the the only thing I can tell you, if you win your division, you get a home game. That's the only way to look at it. So, if a team that's that's in the wild card, if you don't win your division, guess what? You got to go on the road. It's the same for the NBA because a lot of the teams in the West are better than the teams in the East. And they're not doing a whole 16-team playoff where the one plays a 16 seed and things like that. So, Win your division. Get a home game. That's all I can say. So, this next subject, topic, I'm going to talk about, you know, not trying to offend anyone. Not trying to think that I'm better than or they're less than. Um, but it needs to be addressed. This topic is, do not throw the alphabets on us. What I mean by that is the LGBTQ community. Listen, as people, I love y'all. And if someone was trying to do any harm or danger to you all, I would be one of the first ones to step in and defend you. But don't go around flaunting it and thinking like it's the way to be. It's not. I'm, I'm sorry. 
if you feel some type of way, and please do not compare it to slavery. Uh, for me, I've said in the past to to people, you know, they want to be treated equally. I have an equally right to make fun of you. Not going to do that here, but don't don't throw it on people and expect them to be like, oh, we, we should accept you as you are. Yes, we accept you as people, but how you live how you live your life. It's totally between you and whoever you look up to or whatever you believe in. But don't make don't have people believe that, oh, this is the way to be, or this is so cool, and things like that. Like, I honestly prefer to watch Netflix or HBO Max or even Amazon Prime. Basically, I, I prefer to watch stuff that don't have commercials on it because... These commercials are throwing it in our face and expecting us to be like, oh, we should just cherish it. We should do this. You know, we should accept it for what it is. No, we don't have to accept it. But that doesn't mean we're going to spew hate towards you. So when I say don't throw the alphabet on us, that's what it means. Like these commercials, like even even shows that I watch, um, I have to fast forward through stuff or even probably not even watch them at all because I don't want to see that. I don't want my children to see that. Understand that's the world we live in, but I'm not going to teach my children that that is okay. You can't tell me that you want to, you know, recreate what a family is supposed to look like. And as most of you all know, I'm a Christian, but I love all people. Being a Christian, or and I've said this before, if being a Christian or whatever religious background you claim to be a part of tells you to hate people, do away with it. Or you shouldn't be affiliated with that lifestyle or religion. So I'm I'm saying that to say I I don't I don't hate your lifestyle. I mean, I don't hate you as a person. I will embrace you like anybody else. I can have an intelligent conversation. I understand that things have happened in your life to where that's the lifestyle you chose to live. And I was in a place where, and I can honestly say this, I was in a place where I was like, yeah, they all going to hell, burn them, burn them, burn them, burn them. Till I had to sit down and have conversations with these people who were molested. And that's something that's not being discussed. Like they've been molested. They've been, taken advantage of when they were children. And you got these grown adults who are molesting these children, doing these things to them, and now they view that now they have a certain view toward toward men or toward women that they don't want no part of because it will remind them of what they've experienced. So again, I don't have no hate towards you. Okay, my alphabet community, if you listen to this, I don't have no hate towards you. If that's the lifestyle you choose to live, live it. Just just, just don't throw it on me, even with the commercials. You know, every t every other TV show is, is showing that, that this is the way to be. No, it's not. Because, again, you, you can't recreate a family as something that, that's already considered a not even say consider that is 
ordained as family between the husband and the wife and God. Not two men, not two women. And then you go adopt a child and then say this is a family. No, it's not a family. So, again, I love you. I love you like a brother is supposed to love a brother and like a brother is supposed to love a sister. That is it. All right. College football. Week 12. And even though they lost, I'm going to give a shout out to the Indiana Hoosiers. The football team. They did not give up, give in to the number three team in the in the Big Ten, in the Ohio State Buckeyes. They lost 35-42 in a game that, that was basically won off a of pick six. If that pick six doesn't happen, we're having a different conversation. And not to say that Justin Fields hasn't had any adversity or whatever, but it would have definitely been an eye-opener to be like, okay, I need to rally the troops. Because that was really the difference. I know there's no such thing as more victories. But the coach at, uh, for Indiana inspired me to be like, let me go put some pads on. Let me go play for him. I'll go play for him. Probably not going to play because I'm 37 and I'm old. And my bones and my body doesn't heal the way it used to be. The way it used to do. So, yeah. My wife going to tell me about that too. Um... Number four, Clemson Tigers and the Florida State Seminoles game got postponed because they can't come to an agreement on the statuses of if everybody was healthy or whatever um, of the coronavirus. But that game, is, I believe, is being rescheduled in a couple of weeks. So we just got to wait and see. And Dabo Sweeney was livid about it. But it is what it is. Another a great game was the number seven Cincinnati Bearcats against the Central Florida Knights. Bearcats won 36-33. Might have to add somebody else to this Heisman talk. Desmond Ritter looked good out there. He's actually been looking good all, all season. And they've been playing lights out. Defense has been playing good, you know. But Central Florida can put points on the board. So, that's why I'm not too upset. And also, let me go back to Ohio State and Indiana game. Um, the wide receiver for Indiana, I think it's Fry Vogel, Fogel or something like that. That dude is going to be elite because he torched the Ohio State defense. Like, he torched Sean Wade, who's supposed to be a top draft pick. But it's only one game. And according to the eye test with Justin Fields, a lot of people are saying he's not ready because of this one game. It's one game. Let's not, let's not, you know, make it seem like he he played he been, he's been playing like this all year. It's one game. Indiana came to play. They was not backing down. So they came to play. Justin Fields reminds me of a he, to me, as the quarterback, he's more of a Deshaun Watson. He'll try to extend the play to throw the pass downfield, but he can run. That, that's how I see him. 
I don't see him like a Lamar Jackson or even a Pat Mahomes. I see him more like a Deshaun Watson. And Pat Mahomes does, does extend plays, but he, he he has more of Deshaun Watson speed than Pat Mahomes speed. All right, next game. Number 10, Wisconsin Badgers lost to the Northwestern Wildcats, 17-7. Um, J.J. White, your team is not going to the college football playoff with that loss. That's going to drop them out. And, yeah, so sorry about that, buddy. And number 14, Ohio, I'm sorry, not Ohio State, Oklahoma State Cowboys lost to the Oklahoma Sooners, Bedlam. Steven Rattler is looking good. I got to give him his props. I got to give credit where it's due. He, and he's a freshman, so I was kind of a little hard on him. And I'm and I'm only was hard on him because he had that arrogance about him. But now he's understanding. Got to eat that humble pie, bruh. And with him doing that, he's actually playing good. He's actually playing a lot better. He's actually playing better. So I'm I'm gonna give credit where it's due. Stephen Rattler, you're balling right now. Too bad nobody from the Big Twelve is getting into the playoff. Cause there are too many teams that are up front that will get in. Um, so this next topic, why is there so much hate toward LeBron James? Like, I've never seen so much hate towards one person. Like, what did he do? What did he do to you to make you be like, oh, he got another championship. But Jordan got six, though, and he never lost in the finals. Please. Let LeBron be great. This man is a father. He married his high school sweetheart. You know, he's a family man. He's doing everything that, and he's never been in trouble with the law, you know, and he's putting his friends in businesses so they can run it. Like, he's, and he opened up a school. Like, he's doing all of this, this these things for, for his hometown and even where he lives now, I'm pretty sure LeBron probably has like 10 homes. I'm pretty sure he might even have a home in Houston. Who knows? But, like, can we just stop hating LeBron? He, number one, I understand. You can say what you want about LeBron, what he what he does on the court. Man's coming into his 18th year in the league. And let me ask you this question. Who from the 2003 draft is playing at the level that he's playing at? Well, he's still averaging 25 points a game. Led the league in assists this past year. Like, who, who, who's playing at that elite level? I guarantee they're either retired or they're role players. Not playing at the level that LeBron is playing at. And that says a whole lot. That says a whole lot. So, stop hating on LeBron. Get a man his props. Get a man his respect. He's the GOAT. Many people don't want to admit it. Because ain't no way your fourth year in the league, you take the team you had going up against the Spurs and and saying, saying that you could 
you 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 could you could win the finals with with that team. He was not winning the finals with that team, and I'm for for certain Jordan was not going to win with with that team either. With Jordan by himself and the squad that he had, no. Because we know in Jordan's fourth year in the league, he didn't even get out the first round. But that's for another conversation, though, right? So yeah. But man, please stop hating LeBron. Just, just stop. Like, he, he is, he is in his children's life. Granted, he, he plays a sport where he's away from home. But when he's home, he's doing what he's supposed to do as a father. And I'm pretty sure he is video chatting with the way technology is with his children, with his wife, and things like that. So, don't. Let's just stop hating this man. Let's just appreciate his greatness. Because I'm. Can't say that, they, that we're going to see another player like him again. Unless it's my son. <laughs> I'm kidding. Nah. We, there'll never be another LeBron James. Just like there'll be, never be another Michael Jordan, another Kobe Bryant, another Tracy McGrady, another Allen Iverson, another Steph Curry. Like, like let's, let's recognize the greatness. And then, and then even... And then even off the court, like what he does. Like get a man his props. Like he's he he even has a TV show called The Wall. When I tell y'all that show gets me all types of emotional because I want to see people win money. Like if it's gonna help benefit them, their family, or whatever charities that they donate to, you know, I I want to see I, w- I want to see those families win regardless of if they win or not, however much money they get or not. It's the the excitement that comes along with it. And I tell my wife all the time, I say, man, I can't watch the wall. I don't need my emotions to be all over the place. I don't want to be like Randall crying every episode on This Is Us. So I try not to watch the wall. I may watch one episode and be like, all right, I, I'm, I'm emotionally emotionally stressed from watching this one episode. Because you, like again, like I said, you want to see these families win. Alright, so, the part, as I transcend into this LeBron talking basketball, let's talk about free agency. And these draft picks. Um, as we all knew, well, I knew that Anthony Edwards was going to go number one. I believe he was the better fit than LaMelo Ball. Because Anthony Edwards can play off the ball. So I was, you know, I was assured of that. And I knew that the number two pick, been saying it for the longest, that James Wiseman should go to the Warriors. He would be a great fit for them. Huge fit for them. Excuse me. I know it's unfortunate that Clay Thompson went down with a torn Achilles. He won't be back till next year. But you gotta like adding him gives them a rim protector. And I'm pretty sure Draymond Green is gonna work with him. He's gonna get him in the right position to to be successful. So that I'm not worried about. But the 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 trade that the Warriors made to get Kelly Oubre. I mean, he's not Klay Thompson, but Kelly Oubre is is a two-way player. 
he may not put up the points that Klay Thompson can put up every game, but he he still he still uh can still score. So we we not gonna we not just gonna look over Kelly Oubre like he can't play ball. He's good. Um I'm expecting more trades to happen. More free agency to go down. Like the NBA draft and oh also shout out to LaMelo Ball. Um him going to Charlotte. Not not a not a bad place to go. He was the best player available, and they've changed point guards within the last three years. So getting him, he, LaMelo Ball is a franchise player. I believe with the right pieces, the right shooters, the the right yeah you know, the right pieces, Charlotte could be I say maybe in a couple of years be in the playoffs. Maybe in five years they or a top four seed with the right pieces, and please. Who's ever talking to Jordan about drafting some of these players? Like, and I'm saying before he drafted LaMelo Ball. Please. Someone tell him, like, no, nah, that's not a good fit. No, nah, that's not a good fit. I mean, Jordan drafted Adam Morrison. Frank Kaminsky. Who else? Kwame Brown. Yeah. I'm going to leave it at that. So, um, I didn't like how the Kings selected Tyrese Halliburton going to the Kings. I don't think that's a good fit. And then you just paid Darren Fox $165 million for, uh, for the next five years as well, an extension. So, how is this two-point guard thing going to work? Yeah, it worked in OKC, but... OKC had Chris Paul before he got traded to Phoenix. So, I'm going to just give y'all some, some, you know, free agency acquisitions, some change, some players that have changed teams. Um, Christian Woods signed with the Rockets, three-year deal signed with the Rockets, and I thought he, was a, he would be a good fit pending that James Harden and, and Russell Westbrook would stay. But they're not. Rondo says goodbye to the Lakers, goes to the Hawks. Serge Ibaka going to the Clippers. That's big. For them, it's big because they lost Montrez Harrell, who went to the, the Lakers, the Lake Show. Yeah, Ibaka be a good fit. Um, he'll definitely help out defensively. Um, offensively. He's always been in and out. Like one game, he'll give you 15, maybe 20. The next game, he'll give you six. Now, we, we need you to be consistent. Speaking of the Lakers, the Lakers signed Wesley Matthews, Montrez Harrell, and just last night, they signed Mark Gasol. Like, the rich is getting richer. And the Lakers traded away JaVale McGee. I thought JaVale McGee played pretty good with the Lakers. He was a good rim protector. Um, even though he got dunked on a couple of times. But what player don't get dunked on? It happens. It's part of the game. Um, excuse me. So, yeah. Austin Rivers signed with the Knicks. 
Tristan Thompson joins the, the Celtics. Uh, I can't say that that's a good fit or not. But I guess we'll just wait and see. Avery Bradley signed with the Heat. Dwight Howard signed with Philly. That'll definitely, he'll definitely help Joel Embiid out. Um, don't know how this all going to work out. But, you know, Doc Rivers can definitely rally the troops and get them together to get them playing together. But we just got to wait and see. Um, Gordon Hayward turned down $34 million to stay in Boston. Which I kind of understand. I wouldn't have wanted to pay him thirty-four million dollars to be, to to be a role player because of the emergence of Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Kimba Walker. You know, Kimba being Kimba, I can, you know, see why he would turn it down. And he signs with the Hornets. I'm just hoping Gordon Hayward can stay healthy. That that's all I can hope for. If he stays healthy, great. Let's keep him out there. But we don't need him to be a shell of himself. Like, we, we want the Gordon Hayward from Utah. Even though, and let me just say this. This is no knock on Gordon Hayward. I just don't think he's a number one or a number two. He's definitely a number three option. But he's been catapulted to that number one player role. No, he's a number, number two at best. But he's definitely a number three player. Um, speaking of Jason Tatum, him and Donovan Mitchell are staying with their respective teams. Jason Tatum is for Boston. They both signed their five-year deal, $195 million. It's payday. Pay these players. And also, Jeremy Grant signed with Detroit. A lot of these teams are going to look a lot different once the season starts. Um... Some sleeper picks from the draft. And I know I keep bouncing around, but it's man, it's so much to uncover when it's talking when you're talking about basketball as far as the the draft or the free agency or even trades. Um one of the trades surprised me, Oklahoma City let go of Steven Adams. So that means they're gonna do an overhaul of the whole team and restart from the beginning. They're going to have to. Sorry about that, y'all. That was my computer. So we don't do that again. Um, so I'm pretty sure there are going to be more trades and things like that to come. But my sleeper picks is Vernon Carey Jr. I forgot what team he went to. And Cassius Stanley went to Indiana. They're both Duke players. But those guys are going to be some good fits for t for the teams that they go to. Um, Brennan Carey, Jr. I forgot what team he went to. I'm going to have to look it up. So, I'm going to look. Well, I'll get back to it later. Anyway, so there's a rumor uh, here in Houston that the Rocket players – are leaving Houston because of the owner is a Trump supporter. That, if it's true, 
I think it's stupid because most of the owners are probably Trump supporters. Or they support him in a sense that because of the, the the taxes that they may or may not have to pay. Or how low it is. You know? So, and then probably most of these players that play probably are in support of it too because they make more than 400000 a year. Some of them do anyway. Most of them do. Especially the way they're just throwing out money. So, it's, 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 it's crazy how, you know, we don't want to do things because you, you support this. That's fine if you don't support it. But don't, don't say you're going to stop working for a company that, that pays your bills or that right, you know, that cuts you a check because they, they, because their, their political views are different from yours. That's crazy. No one in the history of the world has ever agreed on everything that that everyone says or do. Nobody. Nobody at all. There's absolutely no way that two people can agree on everything. Everything? No. Impossible. Impossible. So... Let's just get out of that. If, if you if you want to leave, just leave. But don't say you're leaving because the owner is a Trump supporter. So what? That that's that that's his view. Um, that that's the side he's chosen. It is what it is. Can't be mad at that. All right. So I got to give a shout out to Levar Ball. Here's why. Again, he's a father, and I know the the ball boy's mother plays a role in it too, because you know they came from her. Um, but Levar Ball has been very—I'm not gonna say belligerent, but he's been very outspoken about his boys, about them being great and doing things like that. Lonzo Ball, number two pick, ball. By arguably the best point guard to ever do it in Magic Johnson. And LaMelo Ball, drafted by the Charlotte Hornets, whose the owner is arguably the greatest player to ever do it. Arguably. I still say LeBron. Got to throw him in there. Arguably um, in Michael Jordan. So you got these two great players that have drafted these boys. And honestly... Leangelo, what messed it up for him was the incident in China a couple years ago. I think he's he's the he's the best shooter out of the three boys, but two out of three in the top three in the NBA draft says a whole lot. And who's to say now that Lamelo was in Charlotte? We might get that one on one with Levar Ball and Michael Jordan since he's saying he could beat them one on one. But LeVar Ball has, again, he's a father, which that gets overlooked, like, in America. Like, being an active father in your children's life is, like, foreign. And I never seem to understand that. But 
It's like it's it's more. I, I can't say how it's more normal to not have an active father in children's lives or not be in the home. And there are no side women on the side. There, there's nothing you heard negative about him, as far as him being a father. Now, some of his business ideas and things like that, that's for a different conversation. But don't don't talk about him not being an active father in his lives and him handling the situation and things like that the way that a father is supposed to handle them. So he gets he gets my respect in in that situation. I know last week I talked about shout out to all the fathers out there, but you know, if you can put your children in the NBA, it, you know, it, it, it says a whole lot. And they top two, top three pick says a whole lot. So how are you all planning to spend y'all Thanksgiving? Me, I'm going to be at work. Probably doing homework. Or probably getting ready for the next episode of the Couch Potato Podcast. I mean, I'm going to spend time with my family. My brother will be over. A friend from church will be over. You know, we're going to have a few people over. My mother-in-law will be over. So, you know, we have some food. But it'll only be for us, though. Because, you know, this this pandemic got everybody worried. And then there are some people who still having parties and going to clubs and things like that. I won't dive into I won't put no names out and things like that. But it's, I mean, it sucks. This will probably be the first Thanksgiving where you kind of want to, well, actually, I take that back. Even if there was no pandemic, I probably wouldn't want to be around a bunch of people. Either. Probably just want to be the the people that I mentioned a few a few minutes ago. Probably to, to be over, mother in law, my brother, one of my brothers, and our friend from church. That's about it. Have some good old good food, some good eating, and you know, go from there. All right. NCAA tournament, the basketball season, college is about to get underway. And uh, the tournament is going to be at one destination. Now, for me, I would probably have it in a city where you can go to multiple courts. Like, let's say, for instance, Houston. You can go play at U of H. Probably play, play games at TSU. Obviously, the Toyota Center. Um, you know. And and it depends if you want to have fans in the stands and things like that. Like, that that's what I would consider. Or probably in Florida where the NBA players play their games. You know, like, because I believe some teams are going to in their own respective stadiums. So, you know, it's of a place where, you know, where there are multiple basketball courts you can play at. I'm trying to see what other college. That's not too far. Well, yeah, U of H, TSU, maybe Prairie View. That's probably the furthest teams would have to go to play to get in a tournament. Um... Um, what teams will set themselves apart for this um, when the season starts? 
it's going to be a lot. So, and trying to get all these games played, you know, which teams will make the tournament, which teams will sit out because of COVID. You know, it's just got to wait and see. Also, let me say this. Do not take the men's or even the women. Well, the women's is not as much the same because usually the top teams in the women's bracket usually are the teams that's probably going to win it all. But in the men's, do not take the top 25 this series because once the tournament starts, your ranking means nothing because we've seen in the past that a 16 seed can be the one seed or a 15 seed can be the two seed, so on and so forth. So don't take it that serious. When you see the polls come out, like Duke is number nine, I believe. I'm not taking it serious. I think Duke got a solid team this year. North Carolina has a solid team. Kentucky is always going, you know, going to have players that's projected to go to the NBA. So, yeah, that's that. Um, so, a couple of more topics, and I'm going to get out, get out of y'all's way. Um, who would be on your Mount Rushmore of greatest players in the NBA by position? Now, I say by position, so you can only put four. On the Mount Rushmore. So, I'm going to give y'all my list on who I think. Now, this is people I've seen play. And I'm, I'm a, I love basketball so much that I'll, I'll watch past games or watch players from the past. So, if you hear the past players' names, I've been around for... The, the players that I've named, I've been around to watch them play with the exception of maybe one, two, three, maybe four players that I, I, I've never seen play like live. But I've seen, you know, recording and things like that. So by point guard, I point guard, Mount Rushmore, by point guard would be Magic, Steph Curry, AI, and the Big O. Oscar Robertson, because you know who the big O is. And I did do an honorable mention. And it's like I got to do three for point guard because you got to mention Tiny Nate Tiny Arch, Archibald. You got to mention John Stockton. You got to mention Isaiah Thomas. The, the Detroit Pistons, Isaiah Thomas. Um, That's like my tie. But everything else I'm, I'm solid with. And shooting guard is, is the obvious ones. Jordan, Kobe, Dwayne Wade, Clyde, the Glide, Drexler. My honorable mention was Clay Thompson, small forward. And, and this is not in a certain order or anything like that. I just named four people. So don't look at it as I'm named them like one, two, three, and four. It's just four. Um, Small forward is LeBron, Bird, Kevin Durant, Scottie Pippen. My honorable mention was... Dominique Wilkins. Meek. Power forward was Kevin Garnett, Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, Carl Malone, and my honorable mention was Charles Barkley. Um, I thought Carl Malone was better, and then he's number two all time in scoring. So he's going to soon be number three once LeBron catch him. And it's center. 
Elijah Wan, Kareem, Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain. Now, I, I, I did now, if, if I were to flip it to where, if it's only the players that I've seen, obviously I would take off the big O and put probably John Stockton there. Then the honorable mention, oh, I'm sorry, the honorable mention for center would be Shaq. I'm sorry. Sorry, Shaq. Don't come for me. Um, Yeah. Honorable mention for center would be Shaq. Now, but if not, I would take off Oscar Robinson. I'd probably put John Stockton there. And the honorable mention would still be Zeke Isaiah Thomas. Center, I would have to take off Bill, Ru Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. I would say insert Shaq. My fourth center, I would probably have to roll with DeMarcus Cousins. And I'm just trying to think of all the other centers. Or maybe David Robinson or Patrick Ewing. You know, and maybe DeMarcus Cousins. Well, no. Yeah. I'll probably say David Robinson and Patrick Ewing. I've seen Kareem play. So, yeah, that's my Mount Rushmore. If you agree with it, cool. If you don't, it's still cool. So, with Thanksgiving in a couple of days, and I was trying to bring my daughter on, my oldest daughter, since she don't have school this week, to see if she wants to, you know, talk to the people to ask, you know, what are you thankful for? Honestly, I'm thankful that I have, that I'm number one, that I'm married. Praise God for that. Because being single, from what I've been hearing from people that are single, sucks. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful that, you know, the little things we take for granted, I'm thankful for. Like, I'm thankful that I got a job because there are people that are not working. Thankful that I'm able to do this podcast because who's to say that I, I would be doing it without the pandemic if it, the pandemic hadn't happened. I'm, I'm thankful for just being able to be alive, being able to see my children grow up right before my eyes. And I'm thankful that I get to be their father. Yeah. Final thoughts. So, the college football playoff is coming up. And it's only the first week, people. So, let's not get too wrapped in it about what team is, is number one, number two, number three, number four, number five, number six. My top four would probably be Number one would be Alabama. Number two would be Notre Dame. Number three would be Ohio State. Number four would be Clemson. Five and six, I would definitely say Cincinnati at five and BYU at six. Yeah, that's my top six. But I guess we'll wait and see. We'll see if the 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 voters, the people that so the the selection committee, there we go, will decide on if I'm right or not. But I think those six teams are well deserving, and as I say, it's a fight to the finish. So we'll see. All right, <clears throat> it's your boy Daydren. <clears throat> 
This is the Couch Potato Podcast. Again, like I always say at the end, I don't own the rights to any of the music I play. The song you heard at the beginning was We Gonna Be Alright by Ty Tribbett. And hey, we are gonna be okay. We gonna be alright. As Primetime says, we gonna be alright, baby. We gonna be alright. So, I'm signing off. Thank y'all for listening. And until we talk again, peace.